What up, what up, what up? You're now tuning into another episode of the Intellectual Property Podcast. I am your host, Dallas Alexis. And we are sitting here with the Minister Jazz and Coach D. Summer <laughs> sessions, y'all. You're tuning into the summer sessions. Y'all already know what it is. Jazz was good. Jazz is awesome. Um, today is a hot day, so it makes perfect sense for it to be summer sessions and um, to get a little hot in here. In Uh-oh. regards to the topics that we're going to discuss, I'm ready for it. Uh-oh. What about you, D? Facts. Yeah. Well, I'm chilling here in my sports bra with my shirt open, so <laughs> humidity ain't got nothing on me. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> so, so yeah, so I got I got the Minister Jazz uh, sitting, there, sitting there with me today. And I got my special co-host. Well, it's, it's, it's gonna be like this little uh, uh, trifecta triangle, because Coach D gonna be kind of co-hosting, but she also a guest. You know what I'm saying? So Jazz is the guest, but she gonna be hosting <laughs> back and forth. So we are gonna be going back and forth. So we are gonna have some fun tonight. A little trifecta. A little yeah. trifecta going. <laughs> Jazz, let's just jump right into it. Yeah. Who is? Minister Jazz. This is really interesting to question, right? So who is Minister Jazz? Oh my goodness, I'll stop. <laughs> um, Minister Jazz. So got my name from KRS-One, right? Um, before I became Minister Jazz, I was Reverend Jasmine Cook. I am a ordained minister. I did so to make sure that I was able to uh, perform same-sex couple marriages uh, way back and before it was legal and uh, be an advocate for that. Uh, so I'm running in these streets, being a reverend, uh, come from a long line of church folks, uh, grew up Pentecostal holiness, yes, Jesus, all of that. Um, and really, so just taking that storytelling and that history of being in a church, growing up very um, like uh, evangelical, like right? We had mm-hmm. all the, sh- I'm coming from the church with all the shouting and mm-hmm. screaming and running in the aisles. And- I saw your video. <laughs> When you like, <laughs> whatever black folk got an issue, whenever they got something wrong, if they get shot, they'll tell you, don't go to the hospital. What you need is... You Jesus. Right. You need Jesus. I saw that. You saw I the saw video. You. I saw you. <laughs> right. And so, as a, it's interesting. So, as a mental health advocate, one of the things that was wrong with that formula yeah. is that we never really got down to the base of, like, why, you know, you bugging. Mm-hmm. Like, what's really going on, what's really good. And, um, and so, just... Minister Jazz is me, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm feeling like I'm separating myself <laughs> but from myself. Jazz, but yes. I got to stop you from, You can't just say, <laughs> I got my name for KRS-One. Right. And then kind right, right. like of just keep going. Right, like yeah. it didn't count. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then like wax poetic for like 10 minutes. Right. And we'll get into like how you even meet KRS, how he gave you that name. Like you can't just say, I got my name for KRS and just keep it moving. Oh my goodness. Also, um, Gospel of Hip Hop. Karis Ron wrote this book. He he wrote the gospel of hip hop. Okay. And he met me at a book signing. Um, and I got up and I did my whole like, hey, I'm a preacher and this is what I do and I'm so hip hop. And he said, yes, you are. And uh, he told me, asked me what my name was and I told him Reverend Jasmine Cook. He invited me out um, to uh see if I wanted to go on tour with him, right? Okay. So he was doing his vetting. And when I got there, I did this prayer, and I had everybody in the, in the building, like, crying and stuff like that. And he was just like, you're not Reverend Jasmine Cook. That doesn't fit you. You uh-huh. are 
the minister. And so in the gospel of hip hop, there is a title um, because it lists all of the roles in the church of Mm -hmm. the the church of hip hop. And the top title is the minister. Wow. And that's me. Um, (laughs) I am the minister. Uh When you going to be holding the service? I got to come to one of your uh, uh, Um, services. Every Sunday. um, uh, Yeah. I, you know, I was, I was, I'm burning a hole through the side of her neck because I'm waiting for the answer because I've been asking. We've you know what I'm saying? Asking. Like we got kind of, but you know, we're gonna wait on God's I had time. A service on last Sunday passed yesterday. What um, the other day? Last Sunday. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what day it is. That was. I got you. I'm traveling you. a lot. Um, but I had a, I had a sermon, um, and so what's interesting about uh, the way that I preach is I use storybooks. Okay. Yeah, and movies. Okay, so you use them as metaphors and analogies mm-hmm. to like real, real life. Like, how do you, how do you do that? Oh, I so I break them down, uh, discover and help people to see like the archetypes within them. Um, it's very much like the Bible. The Bible is a series of stories, right? And you okay. use those stories in order to t- talk about morals and principles and mindset. And I so I just use real stories that not say real stories, but stories like fairy tales, people stories that kids know, stories yeah. that are really playful that we've read so many times that we think that this is what it is. Yeah. And it helped us to see it that it's something else yeah. actually a little bit deeper than that. What do you think came first, science or religion? <laughs> you can answer that, Coach, if you want that. Back then, <laughs> um, science is religion, right? And religion is like, science. It's the same thing. Gotcha. Right? <laughs> That's all I was thinking. They're all like. they're all social constructs. Right. Yeah. So it's almost like um, Socrates, right? When we're when we're getting into philosophy yeah. and who comes first, you yeah. know, the the man or the woman, the chick or the egg, thought yeah. or action. Yeah. The action provocates the thought, or does the thought provocate the, the action? action? Yeah. Uh, is it nature or nurture? You know, are we acting out of things things within nature, out of biological, um, what's the word, obligation, or are we doing them out of nurture and survival for oneself and experience? Gotcha. They're, they're one and they, they coexist yeah. in, in such a way where they do not exist if they don't coexist, exactly. like the other side of the penny. But the way it's presented to us is kind of like it's, it's either you're going to choose one or the other. It's kind of like separate, but we know they're and one and the same. So, and science is just the term over things that are studied in the physical plane, right? Where religion is the discipline of the spiritual Spiritual plane. plane, Exactly, (laughs) yes. So, if we... so one is in the, in the physical, one is in the spiritual, and the religion is the discipline. Mm-hmm. So I'm a metaphysical minister. So I think to think and talk and always, um, you know, preaching about things that are outside of yeah. what it is that we can see, yeah. right? And so that came first. Gotcha. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. If I had to, like, if I had to say. I feel you. Mm-hmm. Jazz, you from Brooklyn, right? Born, yes. Born and raised? What part? My mama was a hopper, right? So um, my time in New York, uh, I lived in Canarsie. I lived in um, uh, Bed-Stuy. Uh, Bed I lived in Sheepset Bay. Then I lived in Queens okay. before we moved to Virginia. So I grew gotcha. up in Hampton Roads, Virginia. Okay. Um, and so you're then, official, BK. Like, you're official New Yorker. Like, you lived. Yeah. Yeah. And I've also like I've lived in Harlem. I've lived like I've lived a lot of different places in New York. Uh-huh. So it makes me a, one of those weird New Yorkers. Yeah, <laughs> Cuz a lot of coast? New Yorkers are like from Oh, I'm Harlem. born and raised from Brooklyn. Also from Brownsville, okay. Seflo. Okay. Brownsville never ran, never will. Ever. Never. Okay. Facts. Hey, I ain't Got my maiden Brownsville keychain. That's <laughs> a whole fact. I mess with you. I want to do two things, right? So I'm, I'm going to kind of jump ahead and then I'm going to tell back. What was your entry point? 
into the into the business into podcasting business or which business into entertainment oh into entertainment because 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 we spoke a while back yeah yeah yeah. actually we had two separate conversations we met actually jazz and i met at the afros and audio shout out podcast festival right (laughs) and then we kind of met they had a cool conversation we actually met before that because we had a a cool little back and forth through email and we was kind of kicking and then we met a person (laughs) at the afros audios we had a conversation there and then we had another conversation after that blue moon blue moon was kicking it yeah um you know so there was a series of conversations that kind of led to this one yeah and then we spoke about kind of like your journey yes through the entertainment business and and um very very interesting yeah. You know, like you paid your dues, and um, so I want like people to hear this because I, I I'm definitely feeling, um, your story and your journey, and I think people should definitely hear that. So let's talk about your entry point, okay. how you got in. So um, hair, okay. I was a hairstylist, a celebrity hairstylist. Uh, when I moved back to New York, I was I graduated high school with my cosmetology license. Um, and I moved to New York with the clear intention of being a celebrity hairstylist. I did not want to work behind the chair. I was just like, salon? No, absolutely not. Um, and my first gig was working with a celebrity hairstylist uh, up in Harlem. And he was on drugs. What? Um, really bad. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> he was on drugs really bad and so he wasn't showing up regularly mm-hmm. and um all of his clients just kind of been was started sitting in my chair um i at the time the skill set that i had was very 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 unique i was one of the first people that were doing um sewing extensions mm-hmm. and so um so yeah i'm aging myself right <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but with that way. um i my first gig was essence magazine and uh, started working and doing um, different sh- different things with with behind the scenes for on set. I work with Smooth Magazine. Mm. Have you heard of Smooth? I remember Smooth. You remember Smooth? I think Smooth. <laughs> they used to have like the booty girls, like black women. Yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah, fine, yeah, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> smooth, smooth, shit. I remember Smooth. So I worked yeah. with Smooth for many, 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 many yeah. years, and so. Probably anybody's hair that you've seen in Smooth Magazine during that time, I did their hair. Um, and so uh, from that, meeting artists, I started doing music videos and things like that. I have a very specific skill set. I'm a barber, braider, and hairstylist. Mm. And so because of that, I got called to go on tour with Madonna. Nice. Um, they were looking for somebody that can do it all, and I could. Um, and so I traveled the world with Madonna, um, been to over 40 countries around the world. Um, I did two tours with her, um, Sticky and Sweet and um, MDNA. Sticky and Sweet is the top gross tour by okay. a female performer artist in the world ever. Right? What were the like singles history. off of that tour? What, were the, like, what was um, her, like, her, her oh, records? The Heart that Candy. Um, that was one with the cowboy hat when she was doing like cowboy nope, hat that stuff? No, that's Confessions on the Dance Floor. So that was the tour before. Okay. Um, uh, she did. Oh my goodness! You asked me. Oh my goodness! And I was like, um, <laughs> like a version. And, and, but, and, uh, so like a version is way back. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like yo, I just like, with way that's old. But she did those those songs actually she in did. the tour. She always like does these like mix up mix ups. So anyways, I toured with Madonna, and then after that Madonna tour, I applied to be on the TV show called Hair Battle Spectacular. Okay. Did that show. Won that show, won a hundred thousand dollars on that TV show, nice. um, on Oxygen. Got a um, bag, right? <laughs> you know, bag. Just like real bag. quick, <laughs> quick, <laughs> right? Um, and I mean, and that was interesting because it was like a check <laughs> for one hundred thousand wow. dollars. Like here you go. Um, 
And then from there, I taught with Miley. Nice. And then I was just tired of doing hair. You know, it was just like, okay, now what else? I'm, I feel like I'm so super dumb talented. Uh-huh. Um, so many things that I can do. And so I retired in 2014. Um, from then, I recorded my own album. I started getting more into my ministry. I um, wrote a book um, and started teaching in schools here in New York. Okay. Um, principles, Peace, Love, Respect. I'm teaching podcasting, teaching website design. I taught myself how to design websites. I taught myself how to um, code. (laughs) So um, all of these different things. And um, and then was just in the space of teaching. Uh, And then I I found myself into politics. Okay. Right. And so I have a political career as well. Um, I was the uh, statewide campaign um, manager for uh, ballot referendums, the digital campaign manager. And then... Like, I've wound myself into podcasting, you know, um, and doing much different. So, and then. Coach, how did y'all meet? Facebook. <laughs> Thank God for Facebook. Uh, we were put in one of those uh, super annoying uh, 98 other posts tagged. <laughs> and <laughs> I did my vetting. I don't know. I, I really believe it was God. I was mm-hmm. interested at the time um, to host so i do mental health mondays i'm a mental health advocate as well as an athletic coach okay and uh i was looking to host my mental health monday segment at a consistent space okay so um in that tag i think you minister were the only one minister myself were the only ones to respond um and so i was like oh this looks interesting and i saw a stage and i was like hmm my brain started working i was like maybe i can use that stage um and so lo and behold there was a stage um and so i reached out to minister sent the email we actually talked about this the other day like yo how do we meet because i was kind of getting the story wrong so i actually know the story now i reached out first Uh and i sent an email about wanting to inquire about her space and coming to see it um she said hey let's jump on a call we jumped on a call. She invites me to her space. First and now of all, I'm on, on that, that sounds ca- familiar. On that call. Right, well, right. Because she does it. She did, just, it's the thing that she does. Yeah, I told that her. familiar, Jess. I told her. She, she was like, oh, you putting pressure on me, D. I said, first of all, honey, you put all the pressure when I met you. Yeah. Like, I met her. She put me on a stage. Oh, shit. I came to At see an about event? it. Yeah, so <laughs> I came to see after this phone call, right? It was yeah. great. You know, we, we're brilliant. We love each other, right? Awesome. Yeah. Come in, see my space. I'm thinking I'm going to see her space and see the event and see see her space, you know, in motion. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. She had me go on stage <laughs> at the event. Put you on the spot. And yes, on, on all spots, several spots. Um, With the spotlight. All the spotlights. <laughs> and it was it was amazing, though. It was amazing um, meeting my match um, you ready? and you being ready? grateful. Always ready. Stay ready. Stay born ready. ready. Stay ready. ready. I knew, though, as soon as I, as soon as I heard a voice on the phone that day, I was just like, yo, this is my friend. <laughs> it was the vibes. It was the vibes. Nah, facts. No, facts, facts, facts. Yeah. It kind of seems like you kind of have, like, this natural flow and this natural progression into things. So, uh, into... The ministry, yeah. and then from flowing into the ministry, you got into hair and then teaching, yeah. and like, like is that stuff innate? Like, how like how does that stuff happen? How do you just flow into like these different lanes and these different? I mean, I could blame it on the water, you know, because okay. I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> oh, but um, <laughs> but no, um, I grew up with without fear, if you will, okay. right? So like that will be like the most metaphysical 
answer that I can give you. Yeah. Um, and grew up more so with faith. So my mother is visually um, impaired. Okay. And because of that, um, I had to, I got the opportunity, right? So no victim story. Like I got the opportunity to be the leader in my family yeah. and, um, and started life really young. And so th- it was very much like if I see a problem, I want to solve it. And that's just how my brain works. So it doesn't matter. Like I just never got into the, this is the way, the path that you have to go. It was like how to solve a problem creatively, right? And I play. And so how do I flow into these different things is I play myself into them. Like I literally suspend reality and create the life that I want to create. And then when I'm done, I play another game. Yeah. How was it working with Madonna? Oh, wow. That was um, interesting. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. Madonna is probably one of the most amazing minds that I've ever met in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, The way that she thinks creatively is um, astounding Mm -hmm. and she's relentless. And so it made me a better person because she has a vision for something. And even if we think it's impossible, she is not yielding, moving, budging. And so with that, we have to make it possible. Mm -hmm. Um, And that level of like, Yes, this. I mean, that level of like stubbornness, I guess that's right. the best word to say. Right. It's like it, it actually does bring magic out, mm-hmm. you know, because um, it, it's there and like she believes it so hard. Yeah. And she's mm-hmm. just like, you just haven't solved the problem. Right, that part. Can yeah. you believe it? Yeah. There's no, when you, when I, when I hear that, I think of championship teams. Yeah. Right. And there's, in any championship team, any champion talks about the vision. And then there's an obsession. Right, like Will Smith, there you have to live and eat and sleep the dream. That's why there's no yielding. Yeah, because the dream is all that there is. There right. is no, no no there. That is it. There is no other. Yeah. I think that's amazing. I want to ask you to please introduce yourself and why are you Coach D and why do you think that you're here today? <laughs> yes, uh, Coach D was given. Um, I can't claim it. Um, so I I started out with a bunch of children in the hood. Uh, I lost. In the physical, my mother and father by 22. Wow. And so uh, basketball was life. And I couldn't play anymore. Uh, I had surgery. My first surgery was at 17. Mm. And so I started coaching at 18. Um, And then 19, I was a counselor. And then 22, I decided, you know what, I'm going to have my own team. I wanted a family. And so what better way than to have a bunch of boys follow me around the hood. (laughs) Nice. Um, Peter Pan. Right. And this is in the Ville, right? Yeah, so this at this time this was like more so Bushwick, uh, two ninety six. Shout out to Holsey. Okay. Um, oh my God, my babies, my my transit tech babies, my uh, junior high school one seventy one. It was just a like a conglomerate of like three neighborhoods of kids that uh, we just got together, and I would put them in tournaments to get them and myself out of the hood. Nice. Um, and so to answer your question, how did I get the name Coach D? It it made me feel better about me. And it was to the point where, like, a lot of the kids don't even know my real name. (laughs) And so Coach D became this person, right, that my mother could be proud of no longer being here. Like, the way I could stay connected to basketball, even though I was no longer a player. And so that's who Coach D is. Just this, like, never, never dying basketball fanatic. (laughs) Nice. Nice. So developing youth. Yes. Where did you get that passion from? Uh, not being developed myself. Mm. 
so my mother raised me and my sister off self-sufficiency. Yeah. And I thought that that was amazing um, until she passed away, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, first time I had to call the ambulance for my mother, I was seven years old. Uh, she had an asthma attack right in front of me. Uh, the second time um, she had a eye bulge and protrusion, I was like 13. Um, the next time she passed out in front of me, I was like 16. Wow. Um, her first coma, I was 17. Her next coma, I was 19. She was gone when I was 22. And so even in the midst of learning so much and being past so many gems, I had to take care of my mother, essentially. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't get to go to after school. I had school. I had clean up the house. And then I had hospital. You have to grow up fast. Right. After, after 14, I, there was, I was working. You know, so um, it, for me, it was learning kids need to be kids. Yeah. And and we as adults have to hold spaces for them to be children. Yeah. And so that's where that passion came from. You know, like they say in the after school slogans, you know, be the person that you wanted you wanted when be, you were thirteen. Yeah. So I was yeah. I really embodied that. Yeah. Right. Now growing up in an environment like like Brownsville, um, I mean, times are changing, right? So I'm sure Brownsville has evolved somewhat. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> um but like growing up in Brownsville, uh, how do you create those uh those safe spaces and those spaces for kids in that environment not lying honesty transparency uh and confidence yeah uh spaces uh shout out to university yeah. uh shout out to brownsville culinary community center uh gregory jackson center uh, where i'll actually be hosting mental health classes nice. uh throughout uh august every saturday they are free and so it's 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 really about being where you're at you know i think it's it's almost like the story that like a lot of African people come when they come here, it's like, I don't want to hear, you know, that downtrodden donation, you know, fly in my eye. That's not who I am. Yeah. And so I feel the same way about Brownsville. Um, these children are often told you from Brownsville. Like, it's like, it's almost like this death sentence. Yeah. Um, and so for me, it's like changing that. And that's where you start where it's like, yeah, you're in Brownsville yeah. and you're in an isolated area. You're in, in one area in, in Brooklyn that's not being gentrified. Yeah. What are you going to do with it? And I think, the thing about Brownsville in, in East New York is um, like when you're being told this is a slum, mm -hmm. you're, you're the worst. <laughs> right. You'll never exactly. make it. That side of town is better. Mm -hmm. I think it, it's, it's not even about like the concrete construct of what Brownsville is. Right? It's not even about that. It's about the, the mindset of the people of Brownsville that you, that you grow up with, right? Um, that kind of puts you behind the eight this ball. It's the mindset. <laughs> this is so interesting because you know what I'm saying? the story um, that I spoke about on Sunday was Cinderella. And Cinderella was not her name. That name was given to her because of what they put on her to do. And she was put into a low place. But who she really was, that was her house that yeah. the stepmother and the stepsisters yep. was living in. That yep. was not their house. They married into that. Yeah. And so in order to put her down, they called her a different name and it's spells. And so I talk about that a lot in regards to the spells that are put on us, yeah. just the same way that you're saying, this is the slum, you're not worth it, you're, you're impoverished, you're poor, you're broke, you'll never have. And these spells that we accept as yep. our identity is what yeah. keeps us being the cinders. Yeah. You know what I mean? But truly when we could remember and maintain who it is that we are, underneath all of that and be seen right then and so it's really up to those that have gotten out um to see those and let people know that you are being seen Absolutely. giving them permission to be seen 
permission to be themselves as themselves when you are making it quote unquote that you're maintaining your slang maintaining your yep. your dress maintaining your language like people are like oh my god you minister yes and right yeah. and so that part being able to maintain who it is that i am from my hood uh-huh. and still be amazing in my life yeah. there's that hasn't doesn't have to be a separation no Not boxes necessary yeah. how do we see the funny thing about spells like the um the english language mm-hmm it's all spells. Yep, that's it's, all it it's, is. It's, yeah. I mean, spelling, right? Yeah. You call it right. like spelling. Like right. when you're yep. spelling, you're kind of like <laughs> putting letters. It, it's, it's all spells. But then understanding, knowledge of self first, right? And right. then you have knowledge of like the system that we're in, right? Right. And then once you start to understand the English language, you got to be very careful on how you use yeah. your words and like oh, yeah, using yeah, your yeah. words wisely. With intention. Because right? the, the words are strong. And then yeah, yeah. Cause you, but now you have an opportunity. So um, Minister and I play a game every day. It's, yeah. it's a word game. We have our own word game. Yeah. And it's amazing because we get to take a word, like we would take story time and we would find every word imaginable within that word. But what that does in, in inside of play yeah. is it creates an intention around understanding, understanding, and overstanding, right? And I use those words with great intention. And it's like, wow, now when I get to the etymology of a word, then now my intention is greater because mm-hmm. my 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 standing in the word right is now a feeling a believing because I'm now living that word through play yeah. through prayer through practice right and that's you know minister and coach right prayer practice play right yeah, like practice, you know play. for me it's like yeah. Yeah, I got that trademarked <laughs> right now just now <laughs> <laughs> we use the verse <laughs> yeah, where the trademark that joint nah that nah, nah, taglines there it is there it is <laughs> right. P's and B's. Right. <laughs> now, you know what's so funny about like, the English language, right? Like, I feel like we all, um, a conversation we had that, that, that me and Jazz had, um, I feel like we all were miseducated, right? We all were lied to. We all were miseducated as kids, right? Um, so, like, I've been going through the process of re-educating myself mm-hmm. and kind of, like, un- unlearning and learning new things. Right. And, like, one thing I've, like, really been doing is kind of, like, really studying the English language. Yes. And origins of words. Mm-hmm. Etymology. Mm-hmm. Um, the Black Laws Dictionary, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, really, really digging into, like, learning and understanding where these words come from. Mm-hmm. Um, words like uh, uh, g- good morning, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, awake. Mm-hmm. Are you awake? <laughs> good morning. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> I don't say, you know, it's so, right? it's so crazy right. you brought those up. I don't use any of those. It's blessed rising, like rise. People are like, do you wake? No, I rise. Yeah. Right, when we speak to each other, it's radiant risings. Blessed rising. Right? It's like, so real. Yeah. And those are just like, just the two little samples of like, I'm like, like, what's the origins of good morning? Mm-hmm. Are you awake? Like morning is uh, is, yeah. is um to start to, to mourn right. someone yeah, right yeah. to, to mm-hmm. someone deceased awake is where you go to to mm-hmm. to, to, to um celebrate not really celebrate to give respect to someone that just passed away mm-hmm. so it's kind of wake is also what's behind right yeah when you when something is in the wake in the wake of something yeah. yeah and so when you're awake you're bef- you're before what's behind yeah right so yeah. really breaking down the words mm-hmm. right um. <laughs> 
Okay. So like <laughs> etymology is really important when it comes to storytelling and preaching, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and also understanding of self, also being affirmational of self. So what are the words that we're speaking? And not just the vocabulary words, mm-hmm. but the intentions with mm-hmm. those words, yeah. right? So earlier you said, um, I was hearing you say what you didn't want the show to be, right? Like, yeah. I, I don't want you to be this. And I, and I said, what did I say? What do you, you want, want it want, to yeah. be? Right. So when we start with an intention of like how we want to create things that makes it more powerful as opposed to being in a space of avoiding right a lot of us live our lives avoiding shit you know what i'm saying like this is what i don't want i don't want i don't want but then we're not being master creators of what what it is that we do want right and that's how you become a master manifester and that is how i've been able to flow through things because i tend to stay it's easy to be default, right? But uh-huh. I tend to stay in a space of creation with my words yeah. first, right. actions after. So right. we really got to start really spelling. Yes. For real. No, but yes. really though. No, really. <laughs> we got to start 100%. spelling. No, no, no. In all honesty, so I had three knee surgeries on this right knee. And yeah. I, my after my second surgery, I used to kiss my knee a lot. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, I got a new knee, chill. You know, don't mess up my pretty knee. Because for years... Other people had accepted the identity that I had bad knees. Mm. Even when you say, nah, I got bad knees. No, baby, no. You don't. You can have good knees if you want to. I feel you. And so I I literally, like, Mm -hmm. for two years straight, even after my third surgery, which my second and third happened three months apart from each other. Now I got new knees. I have a video. I went to see my nephew, and he was at, he was like four at the time. He was jumping. I was like, oh, my God, baby, no, you can't jump on auntie's new knees. And he was like, auntie, they knew? I was like, yeah, I just got it. <laughs> right? And like and now I'm having this very spiritual conversation with this child yeah. about my new knee, and he believes me. And that is play. And that is play. That is prayer in practice of my affirmation. Right. And that's what we do. That's what we teach people how to do separately and and collectively. And, and, you know, it's only for the motivated. It starts with me. Right? Like, when people are like, oh, you had three knee surgeries. Yeah. Like, yeah, I did. And I'm, like, playing ball again. And it's great. Yeah. Because I, for two years, spelled my way out of arthritis. Wow. Do not have it. Amazing. I, I invite people to become great pretenders. If you want to achieve things in your life, become a great pretender. A lot of people have this term like fake it till you make it. No, because then you know that you're faking. But when you intentionally play, you get to suspend reality. It's like going into the movie theater. You're not sitting there at the whole time. Well, some people do because, you know, if you to movies, you are dissecting the movie or (laughs) the cinematography of it. But most people, when they go to the movie, they suspend reality and they allow the characters Mm -hmm. to be real for that moment. When we can do that with our real lives, we can create whatever it is that we want brownsville no longer has to be the slum you understand what i'm saying it can be the great stomping ground of of new opportunity because we say so the beauty that i see in brownsville now is the vibe is still there the vibe is definitely the vibe is there there, but what's happening now is that what's seeking you what you are seeking is seeking you brownsville wants to heal there's a lot of trauma in brownsville and so when we talk about potentiality we have to talk about what's first imminent which is the need for mental reconciliation right and and this understanding that being tough being strong is about vulnerability is about power you know bringing back to minister jazz and coach yeah you know that's what we do and i guess this is the tagline you know prayer practice play but it's about 
getting people there and what you spoke about to bring it back to what you were saying in, in terms of getting people to manifest. They have to heal before they can manifest yeah. because you have to believe in order right. to create. Right. So now, so we're talking about um, doing something from a grassroots uh, perspective, meaning mental health needs to be something that's, um, that becomes a social norm in the black community, right? But it needs to be something that is taught to kids at a young age. So with that, how we identify um, people that need that that resource as far as mental health? Everybody needs it. To, so yeah, this everybody is the thing. No, 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 everybody that, has. But needs to start young, though. No, 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 no. no totally, no, no. it starts everywhere. Right now, yeah. with everybody, yeah, absolutely. Even, even with you, like absolutely. So the thing about so I'm a mental health advocate. I'm also a certified mental health instructor. Yeah. I'm also certified in youth and adult. I'm also a a peer specialist, but basically saying I've attested to a mental health issue yeah. and I'm able to help someone else through that recovery yeah. of their own issue. So I suffered from anxiety and panic attacks from 2014 to 2016. Wow. Um, and at that time I was working, I had a full-time job. I had a girlfriend. I had, uh, I was getting my driver's license and I had an apartment and I wasn't happy. I was stressed out. Um, and I think for a lot of people, people think, oh, you have to get there first. Well, no, that's why I got there because I wasn't, checking my my brain the way that I was checking my body for my annual and I think that's the issue people wait till something's wrong then to go and check it out or talk yeah. it out or yeah. you know what I'm not crazy I'll just be strong I'll pray it off you yeah. know but faith without work is dead one of Absolutely. the things that's really interesting um is that we tend to separate mental health from everything else right. and it is it it does need it needs to, to become the social norm, yeah. And so when we get into the essence of what is mental health, it's relationships, yeah. right. right? It's being the relationship that I have with I and I. It's the relationship that I have with me and the world, and then the and then the world and the world, right? And how am I flowing through that? The you know. And so when we do a, have a relationship revolution, when we start looking at relationships from a different with a different lens, then our health, the way that we think about who it is that we are the places that we get to go who it is that we get to be in the world changes and yeah. we'll have less mental health issues the ones that we can alchemize there yeah. are some things where the brain is literally broken and like okay we'll, do, right. we'll deal with that with the psychosis right but when we talk about like healthiness right. and being able to maintain mental health it's just like maintaining body health right, right? Yeah. with the foods that i'm putting in my body yeah. what are the words that i'm speaking over my life right. yeah even what's interesting, what a lot of people don't realize how uh, serious and and overlooked it is. Even um, your your what's the word? Your dental. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Your mouth. Yeah. yeah. How your the, the the hygiene of your mouth affects your mood. Right. A lot of people are very unaware of that. Um, and so, like, what you're eating. If you're someone that needs a Pepsi every day, you're probably you're probably someone that snaps a lot too. Because mm. that sugar addiction is real. <laughs> right. well, let's go back right? to the hygiene with the. <clears throat> How does that affect your mood? So your mouth, right? Your your mouth, your nerves. Yeah. They are connected to your senses and to your nose, to your brain. And so, for example, if I am, like, let's say I'm eating something and I don't brush my teeth for like uh -huh. two, three days. Uh -huh. And I, cont I continue to like talk and like now I'm dehydrated. And now my, I have cotton mouth. And so like all of these different effects of like not eating or not cleaning 
they they store in your mouth, mm. right? So, for example, if I eat a piece of chocolate, like this is this is something real for me. If I eat chocolate at night, I have to go rinse my mouth out because that sugar will sit in my teeth and it'll rot in my mouth. My mouth has a lot of nerve endings connected directly to my brain, yeah. connected directly to my nose, which is memory, right? And and so now there's so many layers to. I mean, I can get technical, but just like very layman speaking, like what I leave in my mouth, it affects. How I my mood it affects how I think it affects what I'm smelling. Interesting. You know what I mean. So if I'm smelling something that smells foul, I'm less likely to be happy or to even see happy, right? Mm. Because it stinks. Right. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> very simply put, it Interesting. stinks. Interesting. You know, and so like it's it's very important that people are aware yeah. of what they're putting. And it's also with the like bacteria, right? With mm-hmm. The same thing when we're talking about with the smudging. Yep. Um and you know how a lot of things people take for um joke right and rituals and things like that but actually they are scientific they they have a scientific base so going back to that question what came first science or religion and it's really religion again is the discipline of spirit right it's the practice of spirit so you know between spirit and science those are they're the same they're one of the theory it's it is the theory yeah like science science is the is the understanding, if you will? It's the language, right. uh-huh. if you will, that allows it to transcend to culture. Right. Yeah. Whereas in you know religion is the practice, it's the theory. That's why you have so many, right? Yeah. right? With the same story, with yeah. different ritual, right. because it's the yeah. practice. Even sport, sport is is a science, you it's will, of science. movement, it yeah. is. right? It is. And so the religion of movement could be yoga right. or basketball, right. right? Depending on what your meditation is. It's the discipline and the practice, right? I want to talk about much different. Okay. Where we met at. And how our initial engagement came about was because of much different. Because of your brand, much different. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about much different. Where do we start? So much different is um, in its um, origins, a live podcast recording theater experience. Um, The unplugged for podcasting, if you will. I really believe in the power of live shows and live productions. And so wanting to be the hub where people that have podcast shows be able to have their live podcast shows and also create um, revenue for their podcast as a different another have um, another revenue stream um, we met because you were looking for a space and I was really slow coming at that point because there was an issue that was going on and um, so what happened was much different right yeah. Um, you had I, a great event. At, <laughs> we had a great uh, event. event that I came out after the audio podcast festival. Great Again, event. shout out Tyler. I love, I love, 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 love him uh-huh. um, so much. Um, my brother and. What happened with that is when we, as this show is intellectual property, I want to get into that a little bit. Uh-huh. What happened? I trust someone to get the um, name Much Different Incorporated for me to start the business brand, uh-huh. and that person took the brand and listed themselves as the owner wow. of the company. That is, wow. and begin to hold the shares of the company hostage. And so, um, right now, we are in litigation in regards to um, Much Different, the brand in the space. Yeah. And um and so that's what that is. So but much different lives on because much different is truly um a feeling. It's a family. Yeah. It's familiarity. When people came into when pe- whenever people come to the space, they felt like they were home. It's a great vibe and, thing. 
Yeah. Free vibes in that yeah. space. Yeah. And so that was what we created, yeah. you know. Um, and so it's not a name. You know, uh, it's important <laughs> to make yeah. sure that you don't fall into traps. I won't be falling into those traps again. Yeah. Um, however, uh, one of the things that I spoke to you about was being very proactive about policy and figuring out how we can make the process more equitable um, for people to be able to uh, fund, especially if you're front you know, neighborhoods and, you know, things like that where you don't have the money to get your trademarks and all these kind of things. How can we make the policy in a way where it's more equitable for that process to happen? And so that's some work that I'm doing as well. I want yeah. you to talk about intellectual property, right? And like, how do you think you can protect intellectual property when you talk about a business? Not not when you're talking about like a brand or um, something that you created. Let's talk about an actual business mm-hmm. that you created, like a space. So like, how do you protect your um, intellectual property when you talk about that right there? Well, I've since gotten the name much different trademarked um, so that uh, no one can use it. So it's under a trademark under um, Title 41. So yeah. for any entertainment purposes and things like that. Um, so that's in process. That's one way. Um, also, relationship currency is everything yeah so i totally believe (laughs) so being um vocal about what it is that you're doing and your vision a lot of people have the opposite feeling like oh i need to hide it and things like that but by me being very vocal and being seen and people knowing what it is that i was doing i have a ton of support of people knowing so um what much different is and the origins of it um and that was actually helpful um there's a lot of programs that are there um i would definitely make sure that you have an attorney um Again, making that process equitable is going to be important because everybody can't afford to have an attorney in the cut yeah. that can help them um, get getting their things incorporated, opening the bank accounts, making sure all of those things are running smoothly and effectively. Um, so being on top of that um, in the in the beginning of your business, writing everything down, um, having your files and your systems in order. Um, that's what, something that D helps me out with a lot is in regards to creating systems around my creativity. Yeah. As creative, some of us, right, and I'm, I'm one of them, like my, my brain and goes like, you know, a million miles a minute. It's important to have those systems in place in order to protect your intellectual property. Um, I've had a... I've had things taken from me, ideas, yeah. like literally taken from me yeah. several times over my life. Yeah. At first, I was just like, oh, I'm a genius. Okay, it'll keep I'll coming. Now, I'm just else. like, yeah. yo, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. So it's really about being intentional with knowing that what was missing for me was knowing that what I had was valuable. Yeah. 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 And making sure the business is tight. I think with creatives, like, we kind of get so... Uh, so lost and so consumed with the creative process right. and we get so focused and we, and we lock in that we forget to take care of business right paperwork right um, but also like you said uh, relationship equity yes um, cultivating strategic partnerships and yep. collaborations it's everything <laughs> yep. everything everything. It's everything especially when you're dealing everything. in this in this field like the entertainment business when you're dealing in business and entertainment it's all about collaborating and having strategic collaboration and strategic right. partnerships, right? And then, yeah. and then you move from there. Yeah. And then making sure your business is tight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, and I mean, and asking for support, you know, yeah. being able to ask for support uh, is one way to protect your intellectual property. Yeah. Um, and establishing those relationships that um, are long-term. Yeah. 
right? Uh, you know, it's really good, you know, when we're out there networking or exchanging cards and things like that. Yeah. But being intentional with those long-term relationships. And so this is interesting. When I talk about relationship revolution, I could bring it right back to this. Yeah. How do we start dating each other, yeah. right, with in, with the intention of really cultivating good relationships. Um, and, you know, like, so we went out on a date, essentially, you know what yeah. I'm saying, where we took the time to really go through, like, what are our, where are our similarities? And people don't do that anymore, yeah. you know, with intention in, in regards to, like, building good, long-lasting relationships. Yeah. Um, Probably because of capitalism why? and everything. Yeah, tell me why. why you I feel? tell me why. I mean, yeah. I mean, this is just my theory. <laughs> What's your feeling? And then y'all could tell me, like, Coach, you mm-hmm. tell me what you think. I think we're in a place like where we've made each other very expendable and disposable, right? Yeah. Um, and I think one reason why we don't ask for help is because, um, especially now with social media, it's all about how things look, right? Yeah. Like, I need to give off the um, the perception I'm popping. Yeah. I got this. I'm doing this. I don't need. I'm a boss. I don't need no help. I'm doing this, right? But in all actuality, you're probably struggling, right? Um, I'd rather be part of a winning team than struggle alone. That's right. how I look at it, right? right? Like, if I could create a winning team. Because what happens is, like, if you're part of a winning team, you're still, like, a successful individual that's part of that winning team. Right. And you can still branch off and do your thing. But, like, if you're by yourself and you're struggling, you're not winning by yourself. Yeah. Right? That Doesn't loneliness make sense. Is, a, is, a, is a mind killer, definitely. Yeah, one, of my, one of my favorite quotes um, Basketball reference, uh, UVA. They they were national champions this year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually worked there at camp um, a couple years back, and I got to sit with uh, head coach Tony Bennett. And he always talks about Ubuntu. You know, if you want to go, uh, I believe it's if you want to go uh, fast, you go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Absolutely. And I think for a lot of people nowadays, with factors like social media, with climate change, uh, with Trump, um, with a lot of these outward social factors, it's a lot more challenging for people to be still, number yeah. one, to um, trust intuition and then move in awareness. People are very attached to the physical world. And so that sense of pretend is lost. And I think it, it, it brings um, merit to what you're saying in terms of, you know, people being disconnected, you know, and, and needing um, things now and, and yeah. needing that filter to yeah. validate what they, you know, other people's opinions, I guess. Uh-huh. But I think that's, that, again, that's a lack of that center, that ability to just trust yourself. And, you know, back in the day, for example, we didn't have cell phones. And so you would go to someone's house if you said five o'clock, your word was your bond. Right. You know what I mean? And so there was no filter for your and word. You memorize you like had 10 to. phone numbers right. in your head. You yeah, had you yeah. had to. Right. You, had, you had to. There was... There was accountability in everything that you had to do. Yeah. And so with the grace of technology, right, convenience, we don't necessarily have to be accountable because there's a filter. But what does that do? It kind of cripples people. So I'm like the compassionate one where I'm like, yeah, we need compassion in, like, people not being able to connect with themselves. Right. And that's why, you know, this it comes back, And, it, again, it comes all back to mental health, right? right? If you're not connecting with yourself, then how are you connecting with others? How are you connecting with the world around you? Are you being effective in your connections and in your, you know, your movements? Right. Um, and being most authentic. of us, right, right. And that starts with, like, spirituality, but I also think it starts at a young age. Like, if you have parents that could kind of, parents or some kind of circle or network or family that could kind of nurture you and bring you up in that, um, but most of us didn't and don't, yeah. right? Right. So, yeah. right. <laughs> I don't know. Because then it brings up that nature versus nurture. Because, right. I mean, at 30, 
aren't we all unlearning and relearning? And so we had a juxtapose um, uh, two weeks ago. That's a great segue. <laughs> Juxtapose. You better work, host. She told you she was a host. She better work. <laughs> no, but we had a juxtapose. Um, and so I'll go back and say what the juxtapose is, but this is important. Uh-huh. We had a juxtapose, and um, the theme was we used Peter Pan's story, and the theme was abandonment. Yeah. And um, and in that, one of the quotes that has consistently stuck with me is, only you can save your child. Who is the child? Right. So when you keep saying starting young, starting young, starting young, there's so many of us that still have that child within us that needs that nourishment now. Yes. Right. And so we're not going to be able to give it to someone else. All of you teachers, coaches, everyone out here that are working with students, you can't give them what you don't yes. have for yourself. You have to take care of number one first, you know. And so um, only you can save your child. And once your child is in a state of play and fun and living life in joy, then you can be the example for these young ones as they're growing up. You can be an example for their parents. A lot of the students that I had, they would come, they would have, oh my goodness, we'll have such a great day, blah, 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 and they had to go home. Right. And we had to start all over again the next day. Because, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, if I wash you clean, but then you go into the, and right back into the mud, mud, you got to do the same process all over. So, you know, it's really about how do we, you know, get to the space where we don't have the mud. We're not going back into the mud. We'll be able to maintain and sustain our healthiness in regards to, and again, it goes back to the relationships. It's back to relationships. And that's what the juxtapose is. Yes. All right, tag partner, tag me partner. Yes. Now, juxtapose. <laughs> yeah, the juxtapose, it, it, it creates those spaces for that. Let's talk about it. Like, let's talk about juxtapose. Like, when did it start? Where did it start? And where can I go hear it or see it? <laughs> <laughs> Take it away. Take it away, Jazzy. So, um... My sister um, uh, is one of my best friends in the whole entire world. I'm so blessed and <laughs> to, for that person to be my sister at the same time, right? Uh-huh. And so she, she and I play. We, we've been playing since we was little. And, um, and in spaces, we started creating and doing these, creating these facilitation um, events where we use stories in order to say a bigger message. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Coach D is a super, super, superstar facilitator and completely amazing and came on board. And so we're this... Three, three team, this team of three, that's three team, three, some three, three Same of thing. team, three, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, trifecta um, of um, energy, light, spontaneity, and lessons and the ability to help support people in going deeper at, in, in creating vulnerable vulnerability in a really, really short amount of time so that the healing and connection can take place. The next juxtapose is going to be on August 25th in Philadelphia. Um, we are looking for other spaces. If you have a space that you want to um, have a juxtapose. If you have a group of 20, 30 people and you want us to come out and create an event for you, we're open to that as well. Um, for you, for your for your job, your uh, church, your family, you know, you want to have juxtapose your with basketball the family team. reunion, your basketball team. <laughs> um, juxtapose is a, a real life simulation um, using stories in order to go deeper into how we can be connected individuals and create um, healing. Uh, in the world, so. Dope. Yeah. Um, yes, when is the next one? When is the uh, August twenty fifth in Philadelphia? Uh, that's a Sunday. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Church. Church. <laughs> you getting it? You getting it? See. Yes. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Oh, that man. practice. That practice. Prayer. Play. 
Yes, work that out. That's awesome. So, I want to know, like, what's what's going on right now? I know Juxtapose is happening. Yes. Um, what's going on right now for Minister Jazz? What's coming up for Minister Jazz right now? So, interesting. So, what's going on for Minister Jazz? So, the Juxtapose is going on for Minister Jazz. Um, Minister and Coach D, uh, we are effectively, you know, taking speaking engagements and um, doing trainings and things like that for people that want to have that relationship transformation through practicing the hell out of whatever it is that's coming up for them. Um, traveling um i'm looking for uh, juxtapose is really the big big thing right now um juxtapose 2020 um Mm -hmm. we're looking at creating um looking for networks that would be interested in um showing juxtapose um on tv and um streaming networks so that um people at home can take advantage of of that um creating home version games um (laughs) of it as well so you know and and just um i'm supporting coach d also in in what she's doing you can say really quickly in regards to the mental health um 100 coaches satisfied in the tap what you got going on, Coach? What's sure. Coming up so, you, uh, Get Fit Fly Ride is my organization. Uh, the Athlete Project <clears throat> is a curriculum in which I train athletes and artists, um, just uh, better athletes, greater people. I'm really connecting people over this theory of competition. I'm getting people to want to develop their healthy self through the Athlete Project, its resources and curriculum. Um, so, 100 Coaches Certified is the major thing right now. So, as I said earlier, I'm a mental health advocate. Um, and I recently was certified as an instructor to instruct other people to get the mental health first aid training course. Um, this certification enables people to be aware as well as to assess and defer people with a mental health issue or they themselves, if they feel they, they are having a mental health issue, um, they have the proper words, the proper tools and resources to get the help that they need or the help for someone else. What's the and website so, for that? Like where you could go get that training or like that certification? Uh, so 100coachescertified.taptime.com. Okay. Uh, 100coachescertified.taptime.com. Can and I do the easy one? It's a long <laughs> website. Yeah, yeah, it is. Because it, it, it goes through Thrive, um, okay. which is the organization helping us, helping me out with the instructors. So the, the easy one is bit.ly. Dot, I mean, bit.ly forward slash 100 coaches, and it'll uh, take you to that. Right. My, my my wonderful manager over here. I'm that. still learning that because for me it's it's about the the project and so yeah. the project back to the project is getting 100 coaches certified. So as Jazz so eloquently talked about, it starts at home, and a lot a lot of coaches um, are oh what do the kids need? You know, I was talking to coaches the other day and they're like, yeah, I got a kid with mental health issues. I'm like, yeah, this is great for you, so you can better help them. Yeah. Um, and they're like, yeah, I'm gonna send her. And I'm like, you should yeah. come. Um, and right. so the goal is to get 100 people certified in this certification, doing it in Brownsville, yeah. around the corner from my old neighborhood, to bring awareness um, to that neighborhood, bring that type of access in that neighborhood, and start that conversation in that neighborhood. Um, so that way, people, you know, um, from that neighborhood as well as abroad, yeah. can be like, wow, you know, this is something that we all need. Everybody yeah. has a brain. Gotcha. Good. So, where can our listeners? Uh, like if they want to contact you uh, for bookings, for collaborations, just to kind of keep keep up with you, like um, like just to kind of see the cool things that you're doing. Like mm-hmm. where can they reach you at as far as your social goes? We are much different dot com. 
wearemuchdifferent.com. In that, we'll have the links to individual, like to Minister Jazz, M-I-N-I-S-T-A-J-A-Z-Z. Um, it'll have the link to get Flip Fire Right in there. Um, so We Are Much Different was the hub. It'll have the links to the um, Juxtapose if you want to attend the Juxtapose, things like that. So, um, you know, we have Instagram, individual, and together, get Flip Fire Right, um, and Minister Jazz, and We Are Much Different um, as well. So... Instagram, Facebook, all of those. Gotcha. I don't we, think we tweet a lot. We don't. We're not tweeters. Yeah, you're like Twitter's not as popping as. Uh-huh. It's like Twitter's triggering. Nothing kind of like the <laughs> order of things depend on who you are. It's it's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or it's Instagram, I call Twitter, it Facebook. The fit. Right, the Facebook, yeah. Instagram, Twitter yeah. cycle, um, and then when you have young kids, you know you got to make sure you have your YouTubing because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they want YouTube they is kind of like tubers or something else, God's and then case. you got you got TikTok, Snapchat, like it's it's yeah. a ton of time. However, to keep it simple, you know, visit the website wearemuchdifferent.com. <laughs> so, coach, so like, where um, can people? Uh, Follow you at and kind of keep up with you at. Uh, right? Yeah, the same. Uh, we are much different. dot com. You'll be able to find links to Get Fit Fly Right, um, as well as at Get Fit Fly Right on Got Instagram, it. LinkedIn, Facebook. You can Google Get Fit Fly Right. Um, my YouTube channel will come up. Yeah. So you know, um, so these are the summer sessions, right? So I'm, I'm probably only going to do a handful of these, right? Just to kind of get a listen to something, something special for the summer, right? But then um, I'm gonna do season two. Y'all got to come back for season two. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We got to do this again. I mean, because we were talking about so much different things. Um, and I definitely want to have y'all back so we could kind of like kick it some more. And I'm sure by the time we do season two, yeah. um, Juxtapose would have been done, the one in Philly. Yeah. And I'm sure like some new things would be in the works. And I just want to kick it with y'all. I just love y'all vibe, love your energy. And I learned a lot from y'all. Oh, I learned a lot. Bless, bless, bless. Like, if you got like some janky teeth, then that shit fucks with your... Your emotions and your attitude. It really do, yo. You know what I'm saying? Yo. I learned that. You know what And also, again, because you say so, right? Yeah. So remember that you get to put spells on yourself. Absolutely. Right? And Absolutely. if you say so, then you're right. Absolutely. I mean, I learned, <laughs> so it shall be. I learned a lot. I learned, uh, learned so much from y'all. Um, you ever heard of that book, um, The Four Agreements? Of course. Of course. <laughs> Use your, words. Yes. Yeah. Use your impeccable. words wisely. Yeah, use your words wisely. Be impeccable with your words. Yeah, be impeccable with your words. Be impeccable with your yeah, words. That is the number one rule, actually. You know, Do definitely. your best is number four. I love yeah. that. And then it was never assume, right? Never assume. And never, Don't never take, take things personal. personal. Yeah, see? Always do your best. Yeah, yeah, we, we are here. here. Always. Right? Let's yeah. get the rest of them here. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Moses ain't go alone. He had two of everything. Two tattoos. Intellectual Property Podcast signing off. Always remember, envision it, create it, share it, and most likely make sure you're getting paid for it. Peace. Peace.